0: Golden Deer Productions. Golden
1: De Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter.
0: Okay, before we begin, and I introduce our guests on the right, and I introduce where we are, let's address the two elephants in the room. Number one, well, we actually got three. Come up, say hi. Hey. <laughs> Dude, are you going to tell them who you are, how you got out here? Oh,
1: Connor flew me out here
0: this morning. I'm Jack, Bigelow. That's Bixie. Habibi, Habibi's in the building. Let's yeah, go. Right Have one? Yeah. yeah, come say hi, man. I'm, I- I'm Stan. You're coming up too, Mikey Fresh, aka Mikey Energy. What's up, Mikey? Network Studios, Culver City. What? What's oh. your website, dude? Networkstudios.com, baby. Okay, great. And so, before I introduce our guests on the right, I'm just gonna give a little bit of a synopsis of why we are where we are. What? okay yeah i'm gonna give a little synopsis of why we are where we are so about five weeks ago so i've i've had this not like intimate relationship but this relationship with this lady who runs a studio she well she was a head writer for prison break and also 24 and so i was always kind of kissing her ass a little bit because like i always wanted to like kind of get into tv and stuff and so I called her like five weeks ago and I was like, hey, I'm running this big podcast in Boston. I would love to set up an episode with you. And she was like, I can't right now because I don't think my show's getting renewed for a second season. I got to switch over studios, blah, blah, blah. Like everything's all fucked up. And so I was like, oh, well, that's crazy because I'm like, I'm actually going to be out in LA in like four weeks. I would love to run an episode with you. Like we could just like show up at your office and do it. And she was like, yeah, let's do that. And so then... I was like, fuck, gotta get some plane tickets. So, booked the plane tickets, right? Found out today she can't even run the episode. But we still have like four or five other great episodes planned. And so we're currently in LA. Where?
1: In Culver City.
0: Nice. It's our first time out here. We're pumped to be here. We brought the, the Boston podcast to LA. And we're starting... With an East Coast guest,
1: with a Boston gal, and
0: so thank you for coming.
1: (laughs) Thank you for having me.
0: Do you want to give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do?
1: Sure. My name is Sky Cowens, and I am from Beverly, Massachusetts, but I now live in Los Angeles, where I've been living for the past three years. I'm a video content creator. I have really
0: fresh videos too. Thank you so much. Documentary style, it's dope. Yes,
1: I love the doc style. I call it docu vlog, and I make. Who else
0: does docu vlog? Like kind of like you. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, one of the biggest. Youtubers right now is Shane Dawson mm-hmm. and I'd say his videos are sort of docu-vlog
0: But he drops like one like every couple months right aren't they usually very elaborate
1: very elaborate Very fast like the death of
0: Jake Paul, right? <laughs> yeah, like the that. mind
1: of Jake Paul. He did an eight-part series on Jake Paul I watched watch every single thing? one <laughs> yeah. But I haven't watched his new one on Jeffree star, which I will
0: who's that another youtuber
1: another youtuber a beauty youtuber word. Okay. Yeah anyways I say he does a great job. I think that's the direction of YouTube content is more documentary style, but mixing in more of the authentic vlog style, but telling a story along the way. And
0: also being delivered by like a branded YouTuber who people are familiar with, which I feel like you're kind of doing with your content too. Like people like know you now, like, hey, this is Scott. She's the health chick. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to start on, on the channel. But I see it going far beyond YouTube. This is really a way for people to live their healthiest, happiest lives. So I make videos all about health and wellness content. Yeah,
0: yeah, continue on what you do. Sorry. Yeah,
1: no, it's okay. So I have a YouTube channel called Sky Life where I explore the world of wellness. And I try all sorts of health and lifestyle trends and challenges and topics and sort of break down the science and research behind them but I'm also starting to explore more topics in spirituality and the metaphysical and spiritual communities around the world. So that's the evolution of the content forward.
0: And you try out like most health trends, right?
1: I There's so many. I know there's so many. So I've only scratched the surface even though I've been doing this for a year and a half. I post every week and I've tried many and there's still some that I have not tried yet. But I really just follow whatever I'm most curious about. So if there is a health trend that I am curious about, I will try it and document the experience.
0: Have you tried like all five? So we just had a dietitian up on the show recently. Did I listened
1: you... to it because I did my research before I came well, on the Well, podcast. I was
0: delusionally tired. I'm going to be way better today <laughs> Yeah, I heard from... four hours of
1: sleep. We got to talk about yeah, that. Yeah, that was tough. I did a, vi- a video series about sleep, actually, and I interviewed a, a researcher at Stanford University, a sleep scientist. And the first video was literally just me trying to get the recommended 79 hours of sleep that the National Sleep Foundation recommends. What and do the you second, normally get? My average is not great, but I'm I'm trying. Do you have Fitbit? Does it test I it? did, but I don't like having the Bluetooth on me and in my sleep, so I don't use little it anymore. A
0: little anxious about it? Or?
1: Yeah, there's some concerns about Bluetooth and EMFs. So... Okay,
0: you're scaring me now. What's no, I don't, <laughs> sc- I don't want to scare
1: you, but I, I just don't like having it on me when I sleep. I try and turn off all Wi-Fi, all Bluetooth, put my phone on airplane mode when I go to bed.
0: So, what were some things the sleep doctor recommended to improve your sleep? say like black out the room entirely or...?
1: So, the first video was just trying to get more sleep and then the second was sleep hacks. And there were certain hacks to do with your body temperature. One of them would be to take a warm shower before bed and a cold shower when you wake up. I do cold showers when I wake up. And that's sort of to regulate your body temperature. And also, uh, light is a big one, regulating your circadian rhythms around light. So, minimizing blue light at night is huge. I think that's something most people know about now. To it's minimize. usually
0: like an hour before you sleep, right? Like, you yeah. shouldn't be on your phone an hour before. You guys have heard this, right?
1: Ideally. Ideally. Yes, it's tough even though, more especially maybe. if you're
0: in a content space. It isn't tough for you to shut your phone it's, off.
1: I'm so bad at it. I mean, with the phone, I definitely try and take time before bed without the phone, but I'm often up late editing. I'm still editing all my own videos. So that's it's very time hustler. consuming. You're a hustler, man. <laughs> it's time consuming.
0: Adobe? hmm So have you tried every single popular diet now? Like <laughs> no, key, I Like keto, really, paleo.
1: I tried keto. I'm doing a whole 30 right now. I try and stay away from diets because I don't want to promote... Diets, it's more just my own curiosity of how it works for me and trying to understand if somebody wants to implement it into their life, if it might work for them and give some of the research behind it. But we actually, the one thing we do (laughs) know from most of the research is that diets don't work long term. I'm doing a health coach certification right now as well, and I'm learning a ton about all of this. And I think diets overall, they're always Going to fail long term, and we see that the majority of people, when they go on a diet, they often will regain the weight back if they lose weight while doing it.
0: What's well, a, a diet's like? A mindset, right? So well, how 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 would you encourage someone to eat healthy in that case? So just like, dude, sack up and like eat healthier. Because <laughs> <laughs> Deeb's on a wacky diet too. Like he lost twenty pounds since I last saw him.
1: Yeah, I think it's can be useful. To for a short period of time discipline yourself. That's sort of what I'm doing with Whole30 and Whole30 isn't meant to be Something that you do long term. It's 30 days of discipline and no processed food and eating uh, Only mainly whole whole foods and then and you're not you're restricted in certain capacities so that you can understand When you introduce those foods back how your body reacts. So you're not supposed to eat legumes on Whole30 no sugar
0: legumes for reference are like beans and beans peanuts.
1: That even peanuts and then after there's a food freedom plan so you do 30 days of this elimination diet and then you start to reintroduce foods and you have to really take notice of how you react to it and what they do is they remove offending foods that typically give people issues so grains is another one that's that you eliminate but the whole idea is that you get to learn how your body reacts to food in a much more intimate way, because I think that's the key is that our bodies are so different. That's one of the core foundations that I'm learning in becoming a health coach as well.
0: So where are you at with the Whole30 right now? days
1: th- I'm three weeks in.
0: So can you just elaborate to them what the Whole30 is? Because you kind of told me on the phone.
1: Yeah. So it's basically just a way of eating or a plan. where Not for, a diet. I wouldn't say it's a diet. It's a self-experiment would be a better way to describe it. And for thirty days, you are only eating whole foods, unprocessed, and you have certain restrictions: no sugar, no grains, no legumes. Can you just elaborate on no what a whole food is? Uh, that would be uh, unpackaged foods. <laughs>
0: like, or so organic food would be a whole food.
1: Well, it doesn't have to be organic. Although I do try and eat organic. Organic and I often shop at the local farmers market. I think it's another really important thing is seasonal eating There's so much that goes into all of this But I think it's it's simple actually as as complex as we make it out to be it's just eat real food
0: Don't eat that garbage
1: Eat real food seasonal eating and listen to your own body and you asked how would somebody just eat healthy? I really I like the 80 20 rule or the 90 10 rule because for me whenever there's restriction involved Especially I think for women we deal with this, that restriction just automatically you, you like think about it more. And then you beat yourself up if you if you have something you're not supposed to have. You want what you can't have. Right. But if you allow yourself ten percent of the time to eat what you want, but then on the day to day, you're generally making good decisions for your body and your health. And I think this just takes time to learn how to do this, but that's why I do think there's a value in self experiments and diets for a short period of time if you're being really intuitive about it and not restrictive.
0: You want that? That's what you wanted? One of these? Okay. You can. Yeah, I, I, why, we're, I don't want to cut you off. Yeah, hey, no, we're doing great. Yeah. Ha- have you ever heard of uh, the term orthodexia? It's,
1: Orthorexia? And, or, yeah. Is yeah. it like
0: obsession of healthy eating?
1: Yeah, I did actually I studied news in college. And I did an entire news piece about this on my college campus. And I also did I made a, a documentary about body image. And that's very much involved. It's an obsession with healthy eating and working out to the point where it's overtaking your mind. And I think i had a mild form of this in college i think
0: i might have a little bit of myself (laughs) honestly it's like a term it's like you're obsessed with being overly healthy so for instance like i for the most part prep every single meal i don't really do any complex carbs um i don't do sugars really and then i'll feel like totally totally derailed if i have anything that's out of my kind of realm so i think i would fall in like an was it orthorexia orthorexia i'm an orthorexic man well help me man how can i change it could be
1: worse because at least you care about your health i think that's really important that was kind of you thank you yeah (laughs) um but i really think it's just about releasing the self-judgment and the mental constriction that comes from being overly obsessed with needing to be perfect it's really a perfectionist thing
0: it's an OCD thing for sure.
1: OCDs, well, perhaps, yeah.
0: Do you think you have a little bit of it too? Because health is like—I'm not saying you do, but like health is like kind of like your world.
1: I think I might have used to until I started to let go of that stress because it wasn't serving me anymore. And as m- m- the more I incorporated spiritual practice, mindfulness, self-love into my life, the more that started to fall away. Cool and now i do feel that i have found a really good flow that works for me when it comes to taking care of myself eating really healthy like over overall like what did did you eat today (laughs) okay (laughs) um i had so i'm doing whole 30 so i have a meal prep service from territory foods and i had for breakfast shout um, out territory
0: foods shout out the sponsor (laughs) Spawns my girl Sky. That'd be fire. <laughs>
1: uh, and they're awesome. They're all locally sourced. Oh, yeah. Here's a sales pitch. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to. I actually really like it. Um, but the one thing I'd say is I prefer cooking all my own food. But we have busy lives and it's really helpful to have.
0: Especially when you're editing a million videos. Yeah, it's
1: really helpful. Um, so t- I had a um, like scramble, egg scramble with spinach and pepper peppers and onions it was like a vegetable egg scramble okay and tell me more tell me more that was breakfast and <laughs> then i had a um, a shoot like a a video shoot so then afterwards i stopped and got a smoothie and it was a hemp smoothie a hemp protein Whoa. with cacao
0: what was that like
1: it was so good i love hemp protein because it, hemp is incredible hemp is such a powerful plant and it has uh, it's a great source of protein but also essential fatty acids
0: do you get high as hell when you drink it <laughs> You? Well,
1: there's no THC in it.
0: But you no. could, but we had those hemp guys up. Do you drink hemp? It's no. What do you drink? You don't drinking? get high from hemp. No,
1: you don't get high from hemp. It's the
0: CBDs. It's a, it's the whole this new universe of, of, of product. That all right, man. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're it's from it. the east coast, so dude. We're not with all the hippie stuff going on the, out the here.
1: Cannabis, the plant, has two species. There's yeah. hemp, and then marijuana is the one with THC. Yeah. So hemp that's has what,
0: that's what Aquaman's doing. What about that?
1: <laughs> You're on the. He's on he's the non hemp. On the non hemp. Okay. Yeah, we all like a little bit of that every once in a while.
0: <laughs> Callie loves it. Huh? <laughs> Callie oh, yeah, Callie loves it. Mike's souped up. <laughs> it. Well it's fully legal in mass now, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. That's pretty late.
0: There's just like one store. There's a few. Cool. There's
1: five. He five. knows all everyone. Well he's it's
0: aquaman. <laughs> uh, okay, so tell me more about the hemp smoothie.
1: So it was just hemp protein and it had cacao, it had banana and uh that's about it and then almond milk and then oh so
0: you are oh no regular dairy though right no
1: not on not on whole 30. Definitely not on whole (laughs) 30. No dairy but I normally would have some maybe but not milk goat cheese maybe.
0: Wait so on whole 30 can you do meat? Yes. It's got to be like straight off the farm though right?
1: It would be preferable I think to have a locally raised piece of meat but I don't I don't think that's a requirement for Whole30.
0: I might want, definitely want to try it. And so you're day 13.
1: Mm, I'm further in than that, I think.
0: How do you feel? Do you like it?
1: I feel good. I think that for me, I normally don't. I used to think about food all the time. I had that orthorexic issue where I was, food was literally, I was thinking about it all the time. What am I going to eat in order to be healthy at lunch or dinner or whatever? And then I just kind of let go of that stress. And then I, ne- I was not thinking about food and it was so freeing. And I just had learned, okay, this sort of works for my body. Um, and now I'm thinking about food more, but I think it's a good thing because I think I was under eating before this because I wasn't thinking about it. Calorie and would, wise? Yeah, I was just going all day without eating and not thinking about it. And, and I would eat, yeah, f- too few calories per day based on my activity level and now i'm thinking about it more but it's good because i'm i think i'm eating enough now and i'm eating all whole foods so i do feel good
0: you look great thank (laughs) you (laughs) i feel like you're very cognizant like what decisions would you make in your diet to improve your cognition because i saw you did some tests on like alpha brain and others that stuff totally fascinates me
1: i've done a lot of tests on how to improve productivity focus overall cognition Cognitive enhancement and So give the
0: East Coast family like three things you would do To just be a little more focused Or a so little more productive
1: there's all sorts of things out there now That you can take supplements There's MCT oil There's nootropics There's neurofeedback Which is something I try that's brain training All that's fun And I, I've tried a lot of it to experiment But nothing beats the fundamentals Of mindfulness And meditation It's just simple
0: dude. How do you meditate if you're totally out of your mind?
1: That's the thing. It's that's (laughs) the nature of the mind So we have to be okay with that and it's it's less about okay We have to quiet the mind and the stress of my mind's just so busy rather than just allowing it to be so and That's the practice is just witnessing the craziness of your own mind without judgment as if you are watching traffic on a sidewalk And you're just watching the traffic go by. Your thoughts are going by. And eventually you can get yourself to a place and train in other deeper forms of meditation where the goal is to have no thoughts. But that is not necessarily where you start or that's not the goal initially. It's literally just, can I just be with my thoughts and not judge them and not get involved in the thought?
0: How do you get to a place like that?
1: It's just a practice like anything else.
0: Just a discipline?
1: Yeah, I think... You can start there's proven research to show that just a few minutes of meditation a day day is very effective. So you can start with doing five to ten minutes on an app.
0: Well, like I've honestly tried to like actively meditate like a lot. Mm I'm a little ADHD, so you know I'm like like right here. I'm like imagining. Oh wait, Jack's got a pink shirt on. What, what color shirts a Is it gray? Oh my God, is Mike looking at me? I don't even know. Oh my God, do you see these lights? Oh my God, they're glaring. Do you yeah. see the bags under my eyes? Oh my God, what the hell?
1: It's okay. That's the mind is is it's we call it the monkey mind, and that's just the nature of the of what the mind does. It wants to control us, and we have. For me, I think about it like the, there's so much chaos up here in the brain and for me the practice of yoga and a moving meditation has been instrumental and singing mantras because it's allowed me to drop from this place in the mind to below the neck as i say where we get to feel deeper into our heart space okay into our gut and into our body so anything that makes you feel your body and your breath and connect that build that connection you're literally building neural pathways
0: See, what's really interesting to me is like you're totally self-aware and like you're like very holistic. But I sometimes think that video editing can totally string you out. Do you ever feel that way? Like staring at the screen for so long, especially with your production value.
1: Yeah, it takes a, a huge amount of focus. And I don't think the human mind is meant to be making that many quick decisions technically every day while editing. But for me, my brain you know we talk about left and right brain you're either one or the other i've never felt that way i've always felt that i have a creative side and a technical side and that's why i love video production and editing and content creation because it merges my technical brain with the creative side it's Like
0: playing a video game yeah that's how you feel too oh yeah <laughs> truth bomb
1: yes <laughs>
0: so when did you start to like totally become into health and the human body Can you so you went to elon right
1: yeah I love Elon. <laughs> Elon. It's great.
0: We were talking on the phone that there's like a big Elon population in Southie as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. It's in LA.
0: There's a lot of Elon kids out here? hmm Do you ever see any?
1: Yeah, I do.
0: Are there any PC kids out here? Do you?
1: There's LS people. Oh, oh uh, PC? Yeah. Not many. No. A few, but they're, they're coming slowly.
0: Cool. Yeah. The army. So, yeah, so when did you start totally getting into like health and wellness?
1: It was an interest from a young age, actually. I was the same way. An innate calling or interest. And it started with my mom being interested in the alkaline diet when I was about eight or nine. And that's now what Tom Brady does is pretty much alkaline diet. And it was not heard of at that time. Me bringing green juice to elementary school.
0: You were bringing like, green juices to elementary? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> 15
1: yeah. years ago, I was being made fun of, and my all my soccer teammates Suck called s- swamp water, and now i are drinking <laughs> green swamp juice. Swamp water!
0: <laughs> that's, a, that's a fire insult. hmm Oh, man. But I
1: just, I didn't care. I, I liked it. I liked the idea of also being different, of, oh, if I take care of my health, this is going to improve every part of my life. I just understood that from a young age I think that this is gonna make every other part of my life better. I was a soccer player and I wanted to improve my performance on the field and that's where why I started yoga when I was fifteen. So this has always
0: been kind of a calling.
1: Yeah. Just a, a fascination too.
0: Isn't it wild how you can look back at like some of your earliest habits and it's like, damn, I was kinda like destined to do some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, and I think that most children have something of that nature and I think in education we should be encouraging children to follow more of that natural excitement I know I just had a conversation about this with my parents because my brother Juno is 14 he's looking at schools and I was going off about the education system and the public education system
0: is he a good student
1: incredible yeah oh
0: he is a good student
1: yes he is yeah
0: and so what was the argument about
1: Oh, it wasn't an argument. It was just, I was jealous of all of the schools that he was looking at because oh,
0: like I went Har- Harvard, MIT type.
1: Well, he's going to high school, but he's looking at at Phil- schools that have alternative education style learning. Phillips, and I felt Phillips like, Exeter, like yeah, Hill. yes. And I, I felt that I went to public school and it was a great experience for many reasons. And we had a really good media program and I got to have a, a show on the local cable station. So that was incredible Sir,
0: young back I then. i think that <laughs> young <scholar.
1: laughs> that was a blessing for sure to have that but i do think the type of learning and the education system and particularly for me it stunted my own intellectual curiosity because i was only trying to achieve for grades and mm-hmm. and to uh to ace a test or to get a good sat score i was not learning to learn or learning how to learn and I, I was just, yeah, I mean, you can't get that time back. It's valuable time when you're uh, when you're growing up to follow your own curiosity and learn for the sake of learning and learn how to learn rather than learning just to achieve. And I was just so wrapped up in the mindset of just achievement because that's what was that is what was being reinforced.
0: Well, sometimes I think that obviously the education system is wildly outdated, but the social skills you learn at school are so wildly important. Absolutely. I mean, you'd agree, right, Chuck? Yeah.
1: And I think I... Like, so
0: if you go to school with cool kids and, like, you can mess around and, like... Like, we used to do something in science, my freshman year of science, where we'd see how many laps we could do around the room without the teacher noticing. I did... She, she ended up bawling her eyes up by the oh end Oh my the gosh, year, right? I
1: did so many shenanigans in science class too, like, m- making cartoons with friends and just causing a ruckus. And Having
0: people try your celery juice. <laughs> right. And the green smoothie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um try the
0: swamp water
1: yeah for sure i oh my gosh um <laughs> yeah i was always doing cleanses like for i don't even i don't do that anymore you but. could
0: probably teach high school science now
1: i don't know about that uh, but i think the social skills point you made is key because that is the reason why my public school education was great was because I got to be involved in in class government and being vice president of the class and getting to know all different types of people and doing theater and being part of the music department and being an athlete and there's all of that is invaluable. It was just the learning in the classroom that I wish was a little bit more, uh, a little bit more less a, stifling. Yeah, less stifling. Yeah, more allowing me to follow my own curiosity.
0: So. You're into health, you leave Elon, and then you ship it out to LA. A lot of East (laughs) Coast people that will be listening to this, a lot of people in Boston think there's like very little opportunity in Boston. Mm. And so can you kind of explain your decision to leave, come out here, and why you did it?
1: So I graduated from Elon in 2016, and I took the summer to really get clear on what I wanted, but not even that, just to really go inwards. And to get quiet in my own minds. And there's so much stress that comes with the transition from college into the real world, as they call it. And I intuitively knew that rushing into a job was not the right path for me. That I needed that time to really just... Figure it out. Yeah, and not even figure it out, but just be... Like we rush so fast from the next thing to the next thing. You're rushing from high school straight into college. I and and I always wish I took even a gap year between between that. Right.
0: Yeah, I felt the same way. Like there was such inherent stress at the end of PC as mm-hmm. well, where everyone's like, "Oh my god, I got to get, get a really good job in finance, and I got to like right. make eighty thousand dollars a year and get into a career." I hate. I felt like the same way as you.
1: Yeah, there's just this. Uh, pressure unnecessary pressure to rush to the next step and to know exactly what you're doing and I I was looking at opportunities that would be that would be okay I'm gonna leave college and start this job right away and it just didn't feel right and I felt that I needed that time that time was so crucial for me because in that time one I got to spend time with my cousin who was six months old and babysit him and being with a little baby is so healing because the only thing that you can be when you're taking care of a, a baby is to be 100% present that for that baby. That sounds
0: literally terrifying. It is, but <laughs> you're it's so beautiful. You with a baby?
1: Yeah, I was taking care of a six month old baby that summer and doing other things too, to just save money and make money. But that time was so beautiful and I would read, that's when I found some really incredible books that always find you at the right time there's what spirit- book that, um, I started with The New Earth Eckhart Tolle and then The Alchemist Eckhart and Tolle. then The Power of Now and oh yeah the classics These, the ones that find you at the perfect moment in your life
0: audiobook or paper reading
1: and audio I read I listened to The Alchemist so many times because the guy's voice is incredible in that book and then I was reading the uh, Eckhart Tolle and
0: you, you guys familiar with Eckhart Tolle fire
1: incredible spiritual teacher yeah. so that time was so crucial for me and i felt so lost and confused and felt the pressure as people were starting jobs and the summer was ending and i wasn't going back to school and i'm like oh my gosh what am i supposed to do with my life and i was working with energy healing and in that sort of a form of therapy that i had started doing earlier in college
0: energy healing
1: yeah reiki? not reiki but a bit deeper in this woman i was working with there's all sorts of different types of it like, well, but like she's like a like thera- psychotherapist like a licensed psychotherapist but uses eastern um philosophy and yogic practices and energy work so what like r- her-
0: rocks on like stones on your back type
1: more like uh
0: like magic ball <laughs>
1: working with our energy centers and Doing some really deep, like, letting go of trauma in the body kind of stuff, where... How do we do that? Okay. <laughs> A couple of these. <laughs> I just did this motion, because what we would do, we do talk therapy, but we would also do... Um, I don't even know, it's over my head what she would do, but for some... Somehow, she would get, like, stuck energy out of my body, like, pain that's been locked in my subconscious for years. She would get it up and out, and it would result in a cathartic release like crying or screaming or whatever you need to get out of your body we, we hold on to so much we don't realize from our past and so it's a lot of that type of work and a lot of yoga
0: wait so is she physically grabbing like your mm-hmm. stomach and like get this demon out of you
1: not <laughs> physically grabbing but it's like, like energetically like i feel like it's like um sort of exorcist like the power of christ compels <laughs> you it's, yeah, and all of this is, I'm learning more about how this works scientifically and the neuroscience and the connection between the brain, and the body, and the subconscious mind. And it's so deep. I'm just scratching the surface of it all. But I didn't really understand it. All I knew was it was working because I felt release every time that I would do a session, and I felt that I was making progress and 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 just letting go of all this unnecessary stress pressure that we've been holding on to for so long
0: oh so you really felt like totally totally tied up by the end of college like you felt like damn like very anxious
1: well i was on a certain path in college that was again i was told this is the way it goes you study journalism and then you have this narrow path of working in television news where you get a job at a local news station and then work your way up. And nobody told me that there's so much opportunity in digital and making your own content, yeah. business out of making content online. And I somehow just learned that along the way. But I didn't understand that this, that you can make a living doing this. Okay. And now I understand that. So Mike's um, over here celebrating. But anyways. Mike's got the fresh studio, yes, yes sir. Yes. So I got very off track. But basically what happened was I at one point I was looking at different opportunities, even in New York and Colorado, and then in LA, some in LA. And I just this never happens to me, but uh one night I woke up at four AM with a very Strong message saying you have to move to LA. Just what,
0: what do you mean, like a calling? It type? was
1: literally, I woke up in the middle of the night knowing this. It was, I woke up, you have to move to LA. It was, I've never had that type of clarity in my life.
0: So, what happened to you, Adib? Yeah. Honestly? No. Okay. No, I've been boiling in anger in Boston Okay. <laughs> okay <well>. <laughs> <laughs> Your story's not nearly as good as hers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, Yeah, and it was at the yeah, it was so clear and I'd say also that it came out of a time where I felt the most lost and the most confused about what the next step was. And when I finally just surrendered, this is part of what I was doing with my spiritual mentors, what I call her, is just surrendering in the not knowing. Just being okay with the not knowing. And we did a lot of work around that and it was I don't really pay attention to astrology because I don't like making my decisions based on that. But I didn't realize this. I realized after the fact it happened to be right on a new moon, which is very symbolic. And yeah, I just moved. I just moved a few weeks later after a horrible breakup. And then peace uh, i'm out oh you're going through it <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's a lot going on in your life at this time yeah
1: that's always the most exciting you know, so
0: do you get here and you start working for buzzfeed immediately
1: i got here with no plan no job wow at all i moved with have, literally no bu- idea what i was doing you had a little
0: money stacked up
1: i saved money that summer yes cool. but it wasn't so, a lot but it was enough to hold me over for a few months because i knew it was it would that take baby a money months. Yes. And other babysitting and Well if you can
0: watch if you look after newborns that premium price.
1: It is because it's it's a baby you, you, exactly. <laughs> you gotta pay good money <laughs> like, to, to take care of that precious child
0: and well all you gotta do is just look at the baby for like hours at a time
1: you, <laughs> babies t- can't do anything and <laughs> diaper and you know feed uh, it. Yeah, it sounds riveting <laughs> so it's like it was blast. amazing <laughs> <laughs> stuff
0: scares me man. <laughs> so you apply for the buzzfeed fellowship program
1: is an intern it starts with an internship and then you can advance the fellowship. this is in the buzzfeed heyday kind of this is the end of the Colton era, as I say. This you guys was remember like when I was BuzzFeed was, was popping? It was like the tail ends, because I was one of the last times they did the this program. But this was their way of just bringing in new uh, talent or creators and giving you without a Without needing to give you benefits, without paying <laughs> you good money. <laughs> but it's a full-time full time position. And you also kind of have that BuzzFeed
0: affiliation, which, like as a video creator, is at that time was like, oh my God, this is a big deal.
1: And it's invaluable because of the learning. It's like boot camp and content creation for the internet.
0: And how to turn something around really quick, right?
1: Super, yes, yeah. The internship is all, you're basically a PA on sets every single day, learning all the production. And then when you advance to the fellowship, then that's when you're actually doing the job of a producer and you're producing the regular quota of one video per week, at least. What,
0: wow. And that's what I do now. Of your so, own idea? Like your own yeah. idea you execute on so one a week.
1: So that was what I loved about it is it allowed creators to take ownership of their own ideas. And we would have group brainstorms, but we would all brainstorm together. And if you came up with an idea, usually it would be that, okay, you get first dibs on that. You can do it. But then you also give ideas to others. And then we like kind of figure out who's going to do what. But for the most part, it was, yeah, I'm going to come, I have all these ideas, and then these are the ones that we're going to run with, and you get to take ownership of it from start to finish.
0: Do they have a curator, like if you were to go make a video, and let's say you made a video, and it was terrible, would a curator say, like, this is trash, there's no shot, this is getting up on the channel?
1: Well, it would go through quality control, yeah. and you get notes on it, and there, yes. Uh, but did that we, didn't yeah. really happen except for sometimes things would fall through where the video wasn't going right and you just scrap it but that wasn't a big deal if that happens so it wasn't like a chopping
0: block really it wasn't like all the interns were like oh my god who can make the best video to get a job here it was more like no we're gonna help you work through some of your ideas and conceptualize ideas and execute on them
1: yeah but you did have a lot of it was a lot of freedom to just do it you just had to make it happen
0: (laughs) and so the fellowship was done and then you do what
1: okay so this
0: people love hearing these la hustle stories oh my god i love it i think it's so interesting this
1: was such an another pivotal time because at the end of the fellowship what happens is at this time you either there's openings for a job or there's not or there's like two openings or there's no openings or there's five and at the at, at every quarter you have no idea and there's like there wasn't much transparency around what was going to happen. So you was getting it's like, a little nervous. It was like I could get hired, but I could not. There's no way of knowing. But I was very happy and content with all the work that I did in terms of the performance of the videos and me being able to make good videos that I felt proud of for the most part.
0: That's sky sauce.
1: Yeah, I was. I was pleased with. I I put I put my heart and soul <laughs> into into my time there. So, but there's no way of knowing what would happen, right? Because that was how it went. It's like, okay, there could be spots or there couldn't be. And I was just, I wanted to work there so badly, though. Like, every part of me wanted to You want some more water? Yeah.
0: Thank you. This is, like, very kind of you guys. Thanks so much. Thank
1: you so much. You guys having fun? Service. (laughs) Mike, you having fun? Db, you having fun? Cool. Everyone having a good time? I'm having a blast. right, we're getting to the peak
0: of the story. Wait, so, okay, but you're at a point now where... You don't know if you need a job. Okay, so I don't know. So you know. start so you start looking for another baby.
1: N- so no, <laughs> I actually I I was so focused on just putting cuz I knew that no matter what if I pour myself into this and give it 150% then that's all I can do. So I wasn't even, I was not starting to look. I was like, I'm just going to put everything into this and I'll figure it out if it doesn't work out. But I will only feel good about this if I give it my all, no matter what happens. So I was, and at the same time, I was going through an insane housing crisis. Like, crazy landlord, psychotic, (laughs) in Silver Lake. And
0: Where, Where is that in comparison to here?
1: It's on the east side. It's close to Hollywood. It was like 10 minutes from where I worked. And, uh, it's close to Los Feliz, kind of on the east side of Hollywood, and it's a great area. And I moved in with a group of girls. What well, would it be house. applicable
0: to in Boston? I
1: don't. Nothing. nothing. I don't know. Um, Absolutely
0: like like Roxbury, kind of. No.
1: It's really a hipster place. It's maybe hipster. A maybe it's a
0: Little Somerville, maybe. <laughs> it's
1: uncomparable.
0: It's okay.
1: <laughs> they have really good yeah, brunch spots. You're definitely doing vegan. <laughs> Potentially yeah okay you're doing vegan good music in lake. there's like good mu- a good music scene a lot of swamp juice hipster. in silver lake mm-hmm. okay but you know there's probably even more where you're i live in venice nice. <laughs> you're gonna hike yeah there's griffith observatory okay it's cool. a great area we should go let's go okay so <laughs> this is crazy because um in the middle of my fellowship like right when the the internship ends the felt i get accepted to the fellowship i'm pumped right when the fellowship starts is when some crazy shit went down with where I was living. I was living with a group of girls. We move into this sweet house in Silver Lake. It's amazing. It's too good to be true because then we're dealing with this property manager who's like, she's chill, but, you know, kind of questionable. But then this landlord is comes into the picture and he wants to move back in with us. And he's like a seven-year-old guy, like super creepy vibes. Anyways, uh, he <laughs> there's a lot that's like... <laughs> Goes into this because he also was, he made a movie called Seeking Revenge and like Road to Revenge. It was a very strange situation. Okay. He's, th- I'm not going to get into all the details. It's just Wait, one so of 70
0: year old l- dude was like making like indie movies and he was like, hey, I want, yeah. I want to move in with these young He chicks. owned the
1: house. Okay. But we didn't know that when we moved in. We th- were just like, oh, this is a house. Here's the property manager. And then he comes into the picture. He owns the house. He's like, I want to move back in. And we're, we say, that's not okay with us so you just like but walking around the house naked and like he So <laughs> like, he, hey i'm home girls we had some creepy <laughs> things happen like with people coming to the, it was from the beginning, it was almost like haunted vibes. Like, this is too good to be true because the house was sweet. It was such a good price. I had an amazing bathtub. <laughs> you
0: had the, the BuzzFeed job. Everything was going Everything good. was
1: going great. And then, shit, it's the fan. And so so then this, there's months of us trying to figure out what to do because he is threatening us. Like He wants to kick us all out of the house so he can move back in because we said no to him living with us, obviously. So there's all this shit going down that we're trying to deal with. And, and my fr- all the girls I'm living with, they're trying to find other places to live. Because we decide, okay, we just have to get out of the situation and detach from these people. This is not a good situation. We just have to leave.
0: Wait, who's but these people? I thought it was m- one guy.
1: Well, the property manager, the owner. They were just shady.
0: Oh, wait, um, there were two 70-year-old dudes?
1: No, no, no. The property manager is who we were dealing with initially, but then she works for the, the guy. Okay. So she's not being fair or... Uh,
0: she was part of the indie film crew too she was just
1: part there's a whole crew so I have to like go this story gets longer but short long story short is I did not care I honestly only cared about working at BuzzFeed like I just wanted this job and I wanted to give it all I got so I wasn't even like thinking about I'm like I'll figure out the housing so the end of the fellowship comes and I am gonna find out if I get a job or not and literally on the same day like the other girls are moving out of the house and i don't know where i'm gonna live next i know i can live there for another month but i'm gonna be there alone like it's really up in the air what i'm gonna have to do where i'm gonna live and i find out that i there's not a position i'm not getting hired full time and i was so crushed <laughs> so the I was like, the house is gone the job's gone yeah and i'm like wait i i if I poured everything into this.
0: How old are you? Like 23?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm 20, 23. I poured everything into this. And if, 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 if I didn't get this, then what is life like? <laughs> I was so crushed and devastated. And, um, but again, and at the same time, I know, like, I just intuitively, we always know that these moments are, me- are meant to be, they're all perfect. And it truly was like such a blessing in disguise and yeah I didn't know where I was gonna live and but luckily what happened was when I was at BuzzFeed I made a video for a it was about DNA testing for fitness and nutrition how you can personalize a fitness and nutrition plan based on your genetics and the the company that we use fitness genes they they do this test and the CEO was the trainer for the video and and did all the science for it and The video performed super well he's awesome this guy's incredible and he and i produced the video and he offers me a job he says if the fellowship doesn't work out you can work for me i'm hiring somebody full-time fire so i immediately start working for him so i knew that was sort of like that was the backup plan but yeah i was still devastated um but it totally, it was the first step into entrepreneurship because at that point, okay, I'm working for Fitness Genes but I also manage my own schedule. I'm the only employee in LA. I'm on a contractor basis now because they're a London-based company. Then I start to get these ideas again and and for videos that I want to make. So then I start working on, on Skylife on the me- in the meantime and then started working for a YouTuber as well in that time to keep a foot in the YouTube world
0: what do you mean working for editing the YouTuber's I s- videos? I was
1: editing for him when I started, but he was posting. Are to say
0: his name? Is that cool? Say who you it was? Say it, yeah.
1: His name's Joey Graceffa. Yeah, okay. I, I don't
0: know if this was like top secret. Or no, no, it's
1: whatever. okay. Yeah, he's awesome. I love Joey. He's a huge,
0: huge YouTuber. And He's like an OG YouTuber. Yeah,
1: he's OG started, you know, when it early stages of YouTube.
0: Like Muffins. like You guys remember Muffins? <laughs> I
1: that, remember Muffins.
0: That was a huge. I think he was from Boston, that guy, right?
1: He is. He's from Massachusetts. Like shoes. No, No, Joey is too.
0: Um, Oh, that's how you guys linked up?
1: Um, We linked up separately. But then we found out that we're both from Massachusetts. We both have the same birthday. And we're both awesome people. And it was a soul connection, I think, with him and he's awesome i was originally started producing and editing but he was posting every day at that time and i the Ugh. job with Finishing's was full-time so this was like on the side just extra money pay off the student loans also love joe we want to work with him keep a foot in the youtube world you're hustling i'm like hustling starting starting sky Life, but the editing was every single day he was posting so i said i i can't possibly edit keep all your up. videos so he had an editor Take over his old editor, and I just produced for him. So just was helping just him with film. content. Yeah, like one a day, once uh once a week we would shoot for a day where we would shoot a couple videos. Yeah.
0: What from that experience being around like uh like prevalent YouTubers like what what's like the biggest takeaway from that, especially with like what you're growing now. I just think because it's such that was like the early days of like well it's not like early but. I'm assuming this is like 2017. Mm -hmm. That's like when YouTubers started becoming like celebrities almost. Mm. Or am I like delusional.
1: No, I think that's true, but even a bit earlier maybe. But yeah, I learned a lot about all of it. I just learned that you can create a full business. It's not just a YouTuber. I mean, you can create a full robust business through YouTube in all different ways. Joey has all sorts of incredible books and products and merch and you see YouTubers doing a lot of that now.
0: They use it as a marketing platform.
1: In a way, but it's also just a connection to a community that you build. And I think it's so cool that do, it's do just allowing for more people to do what they love and what they're passionate about.
0: Do you ever feel like disconnected with your audience? Just well, because a lot of it's through a screen?
1: There's that's always a disconnection when you have a screen involved. How do you bridge it? But I do feel really connected to the people that watch my videos and I think it's given me a way to connect with people from all over the world who share the same core values of wanting to live a healthy happy life grounded in self-care and self-love and and spirituality and I just see uh, a movement of this through the community that is through Skylife and yeah there's always going to be there's nothing that compares to -to face-to-face human connection and energetic Look. connection like there's literally nothing that compares but these tools are social media it's a way to
0: i like that you call it a tool
1: it's a tool for sure and it's just allowing for more people to become connected so that my goal eventually is to create in-person experiences transformational retreat experiences can and I, workshops. can i tell you something i think sure. you're
0: gonna get it done whatever's on your mind Oh, thank you. Where do you want to take everything? Like
1: yeah. W- so yeah, I, again, you like it's
0: re- really like it's incredible because like you're so holistic, but you also have like a really good entrepreneurial sense. I've like never met anybody like that. It's like a dichotomy. Most most people are like very holistic, aren't usually totally business savvy.
1: Yeah, I think it's just very fun all of it to me because I like to keep an open mind to everything, so I see the value in logic and science but I also see the value in limitless potential and not and not knowing. And that's what's exciting to me is we're gonna learn so much more in the next 50 years about the connection between the mind and the body and, and the spirit.
0: We gotta stay off our phones though.
1: I think the phone is a tool. <laughs> and so I'm learning a lot about the neuroscience of how our phones keep us addicted and digital wellness. That's a huge part yeah, of what can, I'm doing.
0: Can you elaborate on that? Because I am on my phone too much. I love running episodes. It's yeah. so fun, but I, I actually have started to really dislike distributing content because I feel like I'm constantly consumed with, with the right. screen.
1: Yeah, I think it just comes down to really setting boundaries for yourself.
0: I mean, but you're like full speed, like you edit all the time. How do you just like stiff arm a yeah. screen?
1: Well, editing you have for me to edit effectively. I cannot be looking at text or social media. I do the Pomodoro technique which is 25 minutes of straight focused work. And that's the amount of time that has been scientifically proven to be the most effective for productivity. Because after that, the brain starts to get distracted and you need to take a break. So I do 25 minutes of straight work and five minutes of a break. And in that time, ideally, I move my body and drink water and breathe. (laughs) But sometimes I go on Instagram. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And normally that's what it is. Because I also I want to respond to dms like i want to be on there I, that's an Im- important a cute, part a cute pick
0: i want to get Flashback on stories Friday. right
1: but i try to to remain focused for editing video i i have to i have to follow that like single-minded uh monotasking multitasking is proven to kill productivity so anyways uh <laughs> yeah um pomodoro technique great if this is a way to condition your brain as well. If you are, if you mess up in the 25 minutes, you have to start over. So it's a way to condition yourself to stay focused. Um, Real quick, sorry to interrupt yeah. you.
0: Gents, any questions? You got something? To, okay. Uh, what's, <laughs> your, uh, what's your number one thing that you do every day other than meditation to stay present in the everyday life? Ooh, I'm just going to really reiterate that jack said what's the number one thing you do to remain present on a day-to-day basis outside of meditation
1: every single day i would be meditation but outside of (laughs) outside of meditation hmm, i love like music is really important to me and i often moving my body for sure some form of movement yoga or exercise but that that happens mostly every day but what does happen every day is listening to some type of music that allows me to feel connected
0: what are you bumping right now
1: (laughs) i have certain songs that i um that make me like pumped about life okay Um, this is
0: gonna be a psycho test like what are you listening to well
1: there there's like two songs but they're they're Meaningful listen, to me.
0: Just two songs? That's all you listen to?
1: No, I listen to so much stuff, but like these songs are in my mind. It's again, it's conditioning. You okay, know, what are songs? Like, <laughs> is it like death metal? No, it's like not, Nako, Nako Bear, like Nako Medicine for the people like yoga music. Um, But I love Coldplay. Um, yeah.
0: Habibi loves Coldplay. Two
1: new songs today. What? Two new songs. Today. Yeah, I know. I need to listen to them. I didn't have a time. You a did like yet, them? but or? my friend texted me both of them. Nice, yeah. I love Coldplay, that was the best concert I ever went to. And there was a moment where Chris Martin made everyone put away their phones and just sing together, and it was awesome. <laughs> oh my God. Of getting off our phones!
0: It would have been awesome if we could see that.
1: It was incredible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you were there? No, right, well, I was like, there. I, I love the Coldplay oh, oh, concert,
1: unbelievable. You should yeah. go. they're
0: really, really
1: good. They're incredible. So, can we
0: get you on some Boston artists? Mm-hmm. We gotta get you on some Boston artists.
1: Yeah, who, who are you listening to now? Who's in right now?
0: In Boston, the Latrell James has a great project. You probably might be unfamiliar with him. Um, There's a young man named Millies. Shout out to Millies and Cousin Stiz is actually, I believe, out here. Have you heard of Cousin Stiz? I'll, I'll get you a little music after this.
1: Sweet, send me a playlist. Big Trying to show love yeah. to the hometown man. Yeah. I think you asked me a question I never answered. I was just thinking of um. about where everything's going. Oh yeah. And then Where's the brand going? I'm trying to this answer be a good way to wrap it up because we got to you, you actually asked me. we <laughs> but this is great. This is so fun. We'll run 100 it's episodes rough. man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I see to me my mission is to educate, inspire and empower us all to live our healthiest, happiest lives. And the content is just a way to start doing that, and that's always gonna be a very key token of Skylife. But the real mission is to create a full lifestyle brand, wellness brand, through events, through coaching. Health coaching is gonna be really important for me because I really wanna help people transform their lives and their health. So doing one-on-one coaching and doing group coaching and online courses and it also extends to, yeah, the events and retreat experiences and in-person workshops, really taking a lot of what's in the videos and giving people an opportunity to experience it in real life in a community setting.
0: How do you differentiate yourself in that niche? Because I think like there are a lot of YouTubers who are like growing fitness and health brands. And as an yeah. entrepreneur, you got to be a little competitive, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think I, I wouldn't consider myself like a fitness or health brand. I see, Like I said, I'm evolving everything to be more involved in spirituality and spiritual communities and subcultures and I think it's more of developing a way of life than just oh here's how to eat healthy and exercise Uh, it's really about uh, developing a whole like core value system around a brand
0: I'll I'll go to some of your events we'll do one when you come back
1: yeah I started doing small ones here but I really and I'm gonna be doing a retreat next year dope yeah I'm really excited about that phone free retreat probably yeah Whoa. My friend Tommy Sobel, who I learned a lot about the neuroscience of our phones and digital wellness from, he started a phone-free I think I saw, I saw that, company. Y- that video. Yeah, he does phone-free retreats. They're unbelievable.
0: Yeah, did you feel like totally digested?
1: It's just so different the way that you that we interact when no phones are present, where you create a safe space where everybody's on the same page, where we're going to put our phones away for a weekend put them in a VHS case and we're all on that agreement. It's wild. It's different the way that we connect and communicate and I feel that I often remember people's names so much better. I heard that in the video. Yeah, it's really interesting.
0: Okay, so listen, I had a great time. Wait, in terms of, I got one more question. Okay. So, there is a very underdeveloped YouTuber and influencer space in Boston there are very scattered, like, you know, Mike, Mm -hmm. like, or you guys haven't met yet. Mike was like, yeah, like I know this, me and this girl here are so close. (laughs) I've never met in person, (laughs) but, um,
1: we will. Would you
0: recommend in terms of developing a following and developing a brand that people in Boston should try to build out of Boston or there's more opportunity to come out here?
1: Mm, I think you can do it anywhere. We all have the same tools of using the internet now so it's really just about finding the community wherever you are that could support that i mean i could see i could probably do this in boston but being here for what i do you'd be so
0: cold though
1: i love the cold now i used to hate the cold (laughs) now i love Uh, the cold (laughs) uh (laughs) yeah i used to hate the cold that's like a huge reason why i went to school in north carolina why i moved here no, I quite like it. No,
0: I w- I'm pumped about this weather. Yeah, this is awesome.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> um, okay, cool. So, listen, can you give just one last uh, little plug of like where to find you, who you are, so anybody listening and watching can find
1: yeah, you? Yeah, sure. So, look up Sky Life on YouTube, check out the channel, and let me know what you think. I love feedback. And I'm also on Instagram at Sky Cowens. And I and it's
0: dope content. Like it's very well produced. It's like documentary style. She makes sure that it's like high quality. She's not just like putting bullshit out there. There's good research to back everything. It's like okay, you can trust. This is like a trusted source.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that so much. For sure. And I mean, it's, it's easier to tell
0: when someone like really cares about their content.
1: Yes, and I. I got do you, man. Care. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great to be here, and I've had a lovely time.
0: Being <laughs> present yes okay so let's